following is a sponsored program paid for by Robin Gwaltney. Gwaltney Group. Remax Results. Welcome to Rochester Real Estate, featuring Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group Remax Results and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning. It's Andy Brownell on News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Saturday morning, that means Robin Gwaltney is with me with Gwaltney Group Remax Results. Good morning, Robin. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. Hopefully you are as well. I am. I am. I am. Okay. So no the complaints. Star, okay. I saw on Friday the Star Tribune had a big article that housing shortages are no longer uh, just a problem for the coasts. Of course, they're finally catching up to what's the obvious story for the last two years, but... So that dynamic is still here, that there are fewer homes than there are people who want homes. This is very true. But let's just really talk about this because I'm going to tell you something. Buyers hear that differently than sellers hear that. Okay? Ah. So buyers hear... There's still no good houses to choose from, so why should I even bother to go out and look? I'm still going to overpay. I'm still going to be bidding up against 12, 13 other people. And now, on top of all of that, the interest rate has gone up, so forget it. I'm just going to re-sign my lease, okay? Sellers, on the other hand, are hearing, yes, I'm still going to sell my house the first weekend I put it on the market. I'm still going to get more than the asking price, and this is just going to be awesome. Well, if you've got buyers that quit going out into the market and sellers that have these grand expectations, it causes kind of a little bit of a problem. Yes, it does. So I have been spending a lot of my time recently really talking my buyers and my sellers through what is going on in the market because that is the million dollar question. Everybody wants to know, you know, every single day we turn on the news, it says inflation has reached an all-time high in 41 years. People have to choose between putting gas in their car or food on the table. You know, I mean, it's gloom, it's doom, right? It's bad. Everything is everything we hear and read is bad. But at the same time, I heard that Amazon Prime Day was like the top one in how many yeah. years? So somebody's out there spending money. So the whole story's not being told. And so I feel like that's what my job is, is to explain what this means to our buyers and our sellers in this market. Okay? Okay. So that's what I want to do. Um, Yes, there are not enough houses to go around. There are still more qualified buyers than there are houses for sale. Okay, does that mean that every single qualified buyer is still out in the marketplace trying to buy? Nope, some of them have re-signed their lease for a year, so they're not even, they're a qualified buyer. They've, they've gone to the bank, they've gotten their the whole mortgage approved, but now they're not even actively looking, okay? So those numbers aren't exactly... Just they say there's however many people that are qualified, ready to go. Some are. I mean, they're qualified and ready to go, but they're not right. necessarily looking. Okay? So keep that in mind. Okay. And then there is the fact that when people, when some agents are doing um, market analysis for their sellers, 
they're doing them the way we've always done them, the way they've been trained to do them. And so they're using the comps from the last six months or sometimes, depending on the property, the last year. Well, when they're using those comps, they're getting comparables that sold at inflated prices. So now if you can imagine what that does to the price that comes back for the seller, it kind of sets them up for a little bit of a disappointment because now when you put the house on that market, you know, on the market at that inflated price and all of a sudden it doesn't sell at that price, the seller starts to get really disappointed and they feel like, oh, the market's changed. People aren't buying houses anymore. They're not paying. They're, they're trying to get deals. They're paying under the value. No, what's happening is houses are still selling. They're still selling relatively quickly and they are still selling for 100% of what they are worth. Okay, what they're worth doesn't mean they're selling for 30,000 over, 50,000 over, 100,000 over, but they're most definitely selling for what they're worth. And what that that is, that changes every single day depending on the market, right? Absolutely, absolutely. But but 6 months ago, I could say to you, your house is worth 300, but guess what? We'll probably get it sold for you for 350. And that was nonsense, but it was true. <laughs> now, your house is worth 300, so I'll guess what? We'll get this house sold for you for 300. So does that make your house less valuable? It's sort of like the stock market. You know, your money's in there and one day you look at it and it's way up here. And if you cash it out that day, it's worth that that day. But if you don't and you wait until time to go by, now it's worth this. So exactly what you said. It just goes with the market. I'm I don't getting, think... I'm beginning to think that the, the rock bottom low interest rates might have been the worst thing that ever happened long term. Long term, um, but this is the thing. It did set up a lot of people to be able to get into a house because they were able to afford a bigger payment. Now, yeah. if, if there's inflation and their budget's getting thin and now they have this house payment that is higher, it's, it's not necessarily higher because of the interest rate being lower, right? You see what I'm saying? Yes. So, but I mean, the house is more expensive, so they can afford that monthly payment, but now they have a more expensive house, so it's got more expensive taxes. It's got, it's probably bigger, so it has more expensive heat, more expensive electricity. So it could be that people will be now finding themselves in houses that are not comfortable to afford. Good news is they can sell them. They've got equity in them. Everything's going to be okay. Yeah. And this, well... When you you were talking about the headlines earlier about the doom and gloom, and then you also read some of these bankers out there, some of the big analysts uh, out in New York are saying, well, you know, we might not see a recession because, at least in the short term, because spending and consumer demand remain so high despite right. all of the headlines that we're seeing. That's almost exactly what you said. Yeah, I read something about Amazon Prime Day being the best Amazon Prime Day. I'm like, okay, so how is this all fitting together? You know, if all of a sudden people do not have any money, why are they spending it the most they've ever spent? Or even, at, you know, you hear it during the holidays. They talk about holiday season shopping is up or this is up and that is up. So it's just whoever you want to listen to, I guess. Yeah, well, read the whole article. Don't read Read the, the whole article. <laughs> we learned that, didn't we? Yeah. The one that oh. really got me was when I, when I read the article about... Um, 
the mortgage application, the number of mortgage application has dropped in the lowest it's been in however many years. And then I read into the article further and it said, well, this includes refi. Well, yeah, let's see. The, the interest rate has doubled in the last year, but of course we're seeing fewer refis. The people who wanted to refi did it. Right. They're not going to do it now. They'd be mad to do it now. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so again, I've said it, I've said it, I've said it, but I'll say it again. The housing experts are telling us this is not a bubble. This is nothing like 2008. So I do get calls, Robin, when, if I want to get some foreclosures, do you think that's coming soon? You know I mean? They're just, they're set up for it because of what they're reading and hearing in the news. And that is not what's happening. Still a shortage. Houses are still selling for what they're worth. Didn't you say it wasn't too many weeks ago that it's around 1% of the homes nationwide are actually what you would call distressed, the rest have enough. Upside down. Upside down, that's right. 1% are upside down, 63% are um, equity positive, uh, with on an average of 155,000 of equity, and 36% have zero mortgage. Yeah, so there's a lot of wealth in those numbers that you just mentioned, yeah, that's for sure. So when those people find out that those big houses that they bought because they could afford the monthly payment because of the interest rate, now they're like, oh, dang, I still got to pay all this taxes and all this insurance and all these utilities. It's fine. All they got to do is sell it. This is the deal, though, when you think about that. So they'll sell it to buy something smaller so that they have less taxes, fewer um, monthly utilities, those kind of things. But guess what they're going to have? A mortgage payment because of the interest rate that's not that different than the mortgage payment that they have on the most, the more expensive, larger home. So that's where the dilemma comes in. Well, I, I, I think I'd weather it out. I'd adjust my living right. expenses yeah. in order to stay put. Exactly. So maybe bypass Amazon Prime Day or whatever it is, right? <laughs> so yeah, exactly. So there are there are ways. But definitely if there are people out there that are wondering like, uh, should I? Does it make sense? Does it make sense to go smaller at this time or should I try to weather the storm? Then I think that's a perfect time to call me or call anybody else that you have in your life that you consider an expert in real estate and, and talk through it. Because you know what? It's a different answer for every situation. Absolutely. Well, Robin, we'll take a quick break here. We'll come right back with more of Robin Gwaltney with Gwaltney Group Remax Results on News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We'll be right back with Robin Gwaltney and Andy Brownell on Rochester Real Estate. This is News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Before Bamboo HR... (laughs) Like state with Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group, Remax Results, and Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back. We're chatting with Robin Gwaltney with Gwaltney Group, Remax Results, as we do every Saturday morning. Um, Robin, I 100% agree with you. This is a totally different situation than what we saw in 2008. But maybe for our listeners, are there some concrete examples maybe you could list or provide for us? Well, what I would like to do is share with you what some of the um, experts say, okay? I'm I'm an expert at my level, but I'm talking about 
expert economists across the country, right? So let me just tell you, uh, I'll read some quotes. Um, Odetta Cushy is the deputy chief economist at First American. And this is a quote. This is not the same market of 2008. It's no secret the housing market played a central role in the Great Recession. But this market is just fundamentally different in so many ways. And that's the things we've been talking about, the equity that the people have in their homes. You know, the fact that if they can't make their mortgage payment anymore, fine, sell it. You'll get your cash back that you have built up and you, you go rent a place for a while or move home with family. Before it was, you can't afford it anymore. You need to sell it. Oh, shoot. You're going to have to bring money to the table to sell it because the house isn't quite worth as much as you paid for it or as right. much as you owe on it. So that's a huge difference, okay? And then I'll read... Um, Natalie Campsey, Campisi, I don't know, Campisi, advisor staff for Forbes, explains how today's lending standards are different because that's another big thing. You know, yes. they're much more stringent about who they're giving loans to. So among the difference between today's housing market and that of 2008 housing crash is that the lending standards are tighter due to lessons learned and new regulations enacted after the last crisis. And essentially... That means that these approved for a mortgage nowadays are less likely to default than those who were approved in the pre-crisis lending period. All right, so what they learned, the banks learned, you know, we gave loans pretty loosely and now we're regretting it. So now I, people... I was always amazed at what they were doing in those days. Mm-hmm. That but, it seemed as if the bankers, none of them realized that this was a recipe for complete disaster, and they went. Well, and it, it comes anyway. from the top down, right? Because right. if your job is to give the mortgage, and this is the criteria that you're handed, well, then you're going to do it. I mean, you have to do it, or you're not doing your job. Right. So it was it was much further up than mortgage lenders, that's for sure. But anyway, um, what I will say about that is that. That scares people when they read that because they think, oh, so they must have gone back to now you need 20% down no matter what to get a mortgage. Nope, nope, that's not true. There are still 3% down, 5% down. It's just that your credit score has to be much higher than it used to be. You know, you they're definitely... You have to actually prove that you have income as well back in... And you have to prove that you have income as well. Yes. 12 years ago, they, were, they weren't really checking into that too. You have tight. a job? Yep. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyway... Well, the other part of this, too, I was going to um, say you were talking about the different options for mortgages that, uh, particularly in this community, you have so many people who um, have high levels of education... And I know once you get to a certain level, it opens up other options for mortgages. And yes. some of them have, because this was from a show we did two years ago. There, the doctor loan. The doctor yeah, loan. Zero exactly. percent down. If you're a doctor, you can get zero percent down at about three or four different banks in town. And if you want to know where they are, you call me and I'll tell you. Yeah. And that includes doctorates, too. You don't have to be an MD. Yes. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, and that's, I mean, that's a really smart thing for these banks to do in this very medical centric town, wouldn't you say? 
Yes, <laughs> especially when you have people coming in who know perfectly well that they likely won't be here five years later. Well, and people say to me, why do they do that? Why do they do that? The doctors are making more money than I am. Why do they get 0% down? I'm like, well, this is the deal. They know that the doctors, as they're getting started out, are just going to make more and more and more money. So they're looking for long-term relationships. They want those customers, right? They also understand that there's a lot of bills that come along with going to medical school and they work really hard throughout their residency for not that great a pay. So it's sort of a way of saying, you know what, we're really happy we have you because we don't have Rochester without doctors and, you know, this is a way that we show you that we would love you as our customer. And also they're almost... They're almost zero risk as well because of the yeah. They have a pretty good job, and they yeah they have a pretty good job. um, um, What do you call that? Employment guarantee, right? (laughs) So, and of course, the thing that we've been talking about that is a huge difference is another reason that today's housing market is nothing like 2008 is that the number of people looking to buy still outweighs the supply of homes for sale. So experts do not believe this market is in a bubble or that there is a crash in the future like there was during the Great Recession. The nation is still suffering from a housing shortage that has reached crisis proportions at a time when many millennials are reaching the age when they start to consider home ownership, and that's likely to keep the prices high. I was actually uh, house hunting with a young doctor. She's a medical student, actually, this past week, and she had a friend visiting her who is in California, and that friend is actually a consultant on staff now, and she's like, this is so unfair. I'm on staff, and I'm not able to buy a house in California, and she was just giving her friend crap, of course, and she's (laughs) like, you're a medical student, but the difference is this beautiful home that I was showing was only $359,000, and the friend from California said, I'm not exaggerating. This home would be a million four where I live. So, you know, that's that's the thing. We still have it really good here in the Midwest, and our prices have gone up for sure. A lot of us have been um, very happy about that because we've built wealth in our real estate, but we still do live in a, a market that it is affordable and it is home ownership is attainable. So we should be grateful for that. And that, yeah, gratitude is a great thing. We will take another quick break and return with more with Robin Gwaltney with Gwaltney Group Remax Results right here on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We'll be right back with Robin Gwaltney and Andy Brownell on Rochester Real Estate. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. My friend and I are taking a trip to Mexico this year. Back to Rochester Real Estate with Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group, Remax Results, and Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning, and of course, welcome back. Robin Gwaltney with Gwaltney Group, Remax Results. And Robin, this is kind of my favorite part of our little get-togethers on Saturday mornings. We usually have a chance to talk about new listings available. Yes, and I have some beauties, so I'm excited right. to talk about that. Um, if you want to live out at Summerbee, there is a very nice opportunity at 1810 Ancaster Drive in Byron, and that one is listed for $599.9. It's a four-bed, four-bath home with a three-car garage, and it was built in 2013. It's really, really nice. It has a gorgeous um 
uh, screened porch that the current owners added and a nice uh, paver patio out back. And it has uh, 30, just about 3,500 square feet, 3,482. Nice. And that one is actually open this morning. You can uh, visit Tammy Gunn and Michael Grobe from 11 o'clock until 1 o'clock today. So go check it out. Yeah. I it's, love the three-car garage really on top of it. And inside of it, it has like that country farmhouse feel, really big open kitchen. It's really, really nice. So I don't expect that one to last very long. As a matter of fact, I actually have buyers who are driving all the way from Chicago today to take a oh. look at that house. Yeah. So, yep, it's, it's a hot one. There's another one out in Byron at 321 9th Street Northwest, and that one is 299.9. It's a 1996 split entry. It's a four bed, two bath, two car garage, and it has just about two, just under 2,000 square feet. So that's a nice opportunity for someone who's looking at that 300,000 price yes. range. Which is the hot range usually? Yes, it definitely is. It's a very popular one for sure. Uh, I guess I'm going to stick to Byron for a while because okay. we've got one at 543 15th Avenue Northeast Byron. And that one is 449.9. And that's a five bed, three bath house. That's a split entry that was built in 2017. And that one has just over 2,500 square feet. So really attractive looking house. And if you're looking to get into that Byron uh, community with those awesome schools that everybody raves about, there's three perfect opportunities perfect for you. Perfect opportunities, yeah. Just minutes away from downtown Rochester. Yes. It really and is. It really is. Yeah. I mean, there's places in Southeast Rochester that take just as long to get to as Byron <laughs> does. So depending on where you're going from town, of exactly. course. Um, I've got one. Um, in Rochester over on Clearwater Road, 5717 Clearwater Road. And that's a nice ranch. Literally, it has a lower level that is finished, but literally everything you need is on the main level. And that one is a four bed, three bath, two car garage built in 1984. And it has just about 2,400 square feet. And that one is priced at two ninety nine nine. Wow. Yeah, it's a hot one. Yeah, I bet I it think, is. I think uh, we've had uh, quite a few showing requests and stuff. So, again, I don't think that one's going to hang out too long. Um, 3697 Stone Point Drive Northeast. So, out by Century High School. This one is $599.9. It's a five-bed, four-bath, three-car garage, 4,168 square feet. It's uh, built in 2004, so it's it's quite an impressive-looking two-story, and it's um, yeah, ready to roll. But did you you didn't say how much they're asking on that one? Oh, I didn't. Five ninety-nine nine. There you go. Maybe you did. <laughs> I think so. I think I started with it, but and then. I talked about this one last week because it was a coming soon, but now it's active. And this is 3049 Kate's Lane Southwest. And it is a four bed, four bath, three car garage, 5,140 square feet of finished house. And it sits on 0.8 of an acre. So just shy of an acre. And it's out there in Greystone. And it is listed at 1095000 So there's a beautiful opportunity. Probably to, I had a builder tell me to build the house, it would be at least 50% more. Is that right? So, wow. Yeah. 
Yep, so I think that's a really good opportunity for somebody who's looking for a big house at yeah, a 5,000 square feet. That's a, yeah. Nice 5,000 square feet is a big house. Yep, <laughs> and it's, it's very, it's a ranch, so it's very sprawling. You know, I oh, wow. I like half that. Of that. Yeah, half of that square foot is... Well, it's literally 2,640 on the main and another 2,500 below. So 2,640 on one level is a lot of house. Yes, it is. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's quite a few new things to choose from. So, yeah. see, there you go. Um, when we talk about shortage, there are houses to choose from, and there are new ones coming on the market. And does that mean because we have new houses coming on the market that you can come out and offer uh, you know, 20% off the price, probably not going to fly, guys. No, unless somebody grossly overpriced a house, I can promise you it's not going to fly. So houses are, are selling for what they're worth, and as long as, you know, the agent that's pricing them is doing a good job of pricing them, if the price point got missed because of comps that were used were comps that were overinflated prices, then you might see some price reductions. But I do not want people to confuse price reductions with values falling because that's not right. what's happening. It just simply means they missed the price point when they put it on the market. And it can happen. It can happen. And sometimes, you know, to defend myself and my fellow agents, sometimes it's because the homeowner is just adamant that they try it at that price, even if sure. they're not advised to try it at that price. So, um, again, regardless of who priced it or how the price got there, the only time we're seeing price reductions in today's market is when things were overpriced to start with. And in everybody's defense, we're coming off a completely freaky market. Yeah, right, right. Were, Very easy to do. And yeah. I mean, when you do it, they're, they're trained to do these CMAs. I think I've said this before, but 80% of realtors have been in the business for five years or less. And how many so, years have you been in the business now? I've been 22 years, 22? But, but my point is the last five years, hey, they've looked a little different because five years ago, it wasn't as good as it was last year, but they've seen five really good years in real estate. So they don't know. I've seen a lot of funny little memes, like for all you new agents, a price reduction means you have to lower the price before you sell it, you know, or <laughs> things like, you know, this is, or you better start learning how to communicate with your sellers at least once a week, because it's not the old, put it in the market, put it on the market and then two days later call and say, okay, we've got six offers. When do you want to meet? So now you have to be able to tell them when they put the house on the market, don't be worried if the house doesn't sell the first week or even the second week or even the third week, because right now our average days on market is 24. Now maybe we'll sell it sooner and maybe it'll take 30 days, but set them up for um, true expectations, I guess. And so I want yeah. sellers to understand that um, just because you're your sister sold her house last year and it went this way or your neighbor sold her house six months ago and it went this way it's not going to be the same very good robin if somebody does want to chat with you about all of this or anything else dealing with real estate how do they reach you I would love it if any of you want to call me on my cell phone at 507-259-4926 and I will be happy to help you and I have a great big awesome team that is also willing to help you. So we'll take good care of you with any of your real estate needs. All right. Thanks so much, Robin. Thank you. We will talk to you again next Saturday here on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. It's Robin Gwaltney with Gwaltney Group Remax Results. News Talk 1340.